0: I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my. I made. I was breathing But not Alive All my fears
1: Good evening, 412 Ministry. I am super excited to be here with you tonight, and if you're online with us, we're glad you're here uh, to join us tonight as well. Uh, it, it, it's been an eventful day, but, but um, one of the things that I enjoy is coming in here and listening to that music. If that, if that song didn't pump you up, I'm not sure what your problem is, because I got pumped up, people. I ran from way back there. That's like 30, 40 feet I sprinted up here on this stage. I got down. I started doing push-ups and sit-ups. I, I probably did at least two of each of those before I got tired and, and nearly passed out. And that's when I realized I am out of shape. I am out of shape bad. It, it, I've gotten out of shape so bad, the only thing I could think to compare it to would be like, I don't know, Arkansas football program. It's that bad. It, it, I know you're thinking that's really bad. But listen. It's rough, and if if you've watched the news, how bad a shape I'm in. Arkansas football program, just this week, just this week, people, they offered two full-ride scholarships for a quarterback and this running back, okay? And that full-ride scholarship went to Thad Blunt and Jim Franklin. That's how bad it is. They said, those two can take us to the next level. So you can imagine what level they're at, okay? So that's the kind of shape I'm in. Arkansas football. So what I wanted to do, I thought as I was trying to catch my breath, let's talk about getting ourselves taking care of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And so I want to take care of myself and, and I want you to take care of yourself. Now here's the thing. Different stages of life. I'm in a different stage of life than you students. And so as you transition in these stages, your how you take care of yourself changes. You with know me? Mean? So for example, I'm married. When we got married, my wife and I, the vow was that she would take care of me through good and bad, whatever. She was supposed to take care of me. I, at least I think that's what it was. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't really paying attention there at the wedding. Um, I was there, but I was hungry. There was cake downstairs. So I, I just leaned over to the preacher and I said, look, we need to speed this up. I am, I am going to be married to this woman the rest of my life. There's no point in making everyone else here suffer too. Well, that came across wrong apparently because she kicked into me like she was Pele, that soccer player. She, and right there on the stage. I didn't mean it in a bad way, but my point was let's get this moving, you know, cake hungry. But in any case, that's that's neither here nor there. What I, what I would say is that I, as a husband, try to take care of my wife as well. So, So if you remember, last Wednesday, I said, don't forget Mother's Day. It's this Sunday. That was this Sunday, okay? So Saturday, I'm like, I got to take care of my wife tomorrow. I got to take care of her for Mother's Day, right? So Saturday, I got to rest up. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to rest. So I'm sitting back there, laying around, watching my wife work diligently around the house. Now, don't get me wrong, I would... I would get up and I would encourage her every so often. When I get up from my naps, I would encourage her. You with me? I would tell her, "Hey, look, I think you can get those clothes done tonight," or "Hey, did did you take care of the dining room? I think you got time." So I was encouraging her to get those things done before Mother's Day, and I could tell, I could tell she appreciated that. It was obvious to me that evening when we all sat down for dinner. She said, "I think I'll say the prayer tonight." and she said lord i want to thank you for my husband i want to thank you that i know chris has salvation through the blood of christ and i'm thankful lord that one day he will have he will be in your presence even if that day is today lord you're merciful and and lord I trust your plan. So if your plan is to take him at this very minute, who am I to argue that plan? And then she kind of, she kind of ended it there. I'm going to tell you, that prayer, it was a powerful prayer. Not many prayers, prayers make me cry. That one, that one brought a tear to my eye, people. And I got, up, I got up the next morning, Sunday morning, Mother's Day, and I made her breakfast. You can count on that. I did because I'm going to take care of my wife. I want her to know I love her. But Listen. That's just my example. You all, students, you're you're not married, and let's be honest: the chances of you getting married are, are slim, none. Um, no, yeah, look, have you met yourselves? Let's just be honest. I, not, I'm just saying. I'm no offense, but you know you may not get married. That's okay. But at this point, you're not married, so let's look at how you take care of yourself uh, today. In in one way. For example, for me, taking care of myself depends heavily on taking care of my wife. For you, maybe taking care of yourself depends heavily on taking care of your parents. And if you listened carefully last week, you needed to take care of mama on Sunday. So I hope you did. If you did not, you make sure to go give her a hug and tell her you love her, okay? So that's just a couple of things. So another thing that we have to do to take care of ourselves is is unfortunately... We have to go to the doctor, right? So, so now that this, we're starting to come out of this whole quarantine thing, we're, now's the time we're going to have to start getting back to the doctor, the dentist, eye doctor, all those things. Because we've got to take care of ourselves, people. And so tonight we've got a couple of videos that we thought we'd share with you to, to encourage you to not be afraid to go to the doctor. Okay, So let, let's look at these videos and see if it helps to encourage you.
2: y'all ever seen these commercials for these pills this medication you take it's like one pill for one thing but they list like a hundred side effects just like they're just scrolling for a minute and you're thinking is that really a good trade that can't be a good trade got people going well i can take the headaches nausea and vomiting to make my elbow feel better It's really worth it, it is. I mean I've been taking it oh, oh, oh! I can move it around play with the kids and I, just... I got full range of motion here. I was watching. I was watching the Cartoon Network with my kids recently. I saw a commercial like that. It was a pill for bladder control issues <laughs> on the Cartoon Network. <laughs> bladder control pill. You know what the first side effect was? Diarrhea. Di stinking Rhea. Like, no thanks. I'll take the lesser of two evils just now. Yeah, I'll mull that one over. Uh-huh. No, I'll play the hand that fate has dealt me. Yeah, you go. Yeah. I don't want to trade the drips for the squirts just yet. I'm going to mull it over. I'm going to mull it over. Mull it. I'm going to mull it over. I'm going to think about that one. <laughs> See that it works. To go to the eye doctor. I haven't been the eye doctor in 20 years, man, but I can't see, so I went to the eye doctor. It was horrible, man. Man, they, Well, they had all these tests that you do, and which were fine, but they had this one test at the end, which I never heard of. It's called the glaucoma test. It's where they shoot a puff of air into your eye. I never heard of that. Doctors like, yeah, Mr. Hawkins, we're going to do the glaucoma test on you now, okay? What we're going to do, we're going to put your chin in the rest. You're going to look through that hole. And what we going to do And we going to shoot a puff of air Into your eye Why? We don't know It's <laughs> what they tell us to do in high school
0: Like,
2: all right, you're the doctor I like put my chin in the rest, I'm like, all right, I looked at a hole, all right, are going to, do- oh! <laughs> Did I do it wrong? Do I have glaucoma? No, you're fine. Here's your eyeball back. It shot out in the parking lot. Well, so that's the first time in my life I had a puff of air go into my body and out of my body at the same time. Yeah, you don't need to read it. That's exactly what happened. They had to open a few windows at the eye doctor that day.
1: Well, two things about those videos. Well, three, really. first one is I hope they helped you to encourage you to take care of yourself. Number two, that last video, if you didn't catch it, I would encourage you to go back and rewatch that and see if it reminds any of you that eye doctor. If, does that remind you perhaps, I don't know, Buddy Seal maybe? Just go back and listen to see if that sounds maybe like Buddy. I think it was Buddy Seal. He's an eye doctor. We just didn't know it, people. The third thing is my wife would like to make it clear she does not pick those videos out. That is on me, so she wants to make sure you know that's not on her. Okay? Well, we appreciate you being with us, having some fun, but um, like always, it's time to get serious and focus on, on studying and, and meditating and worshiping the Lord, and then Corey's going to come up and uh, give the lesson tonight. So let's um, read some scripture. We're going to turn tonight to Ephesians. So get your bibliotheca out. We're going to go to Ephesians 4, and we're going to read verses 25 through 32. So read along with us. Therefore, putting away away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give a place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who is in need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it might impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you again for another day, another day to be here. We pray that um, you would help us to use this day to glorify you. And in all we do, we're, we're giving and caring and loving and, most importantly, uh, living for you, Lord. We pray that tonight would be uh, glorifying to you and that we would worship you and honor you in all that we do. We just uh, give this week over to you and we just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen
3: guys happy wednesday hope y'all have had a good and productive week and i hope that y'all have come ready to worship so if y'all will just sing along with me on these songs
4: gold, like a vow that is tested, like a covenant of old, and your love is enduring, through the winter rain, and beyond the horizon, with mercy for today, and faithful you have been. be on my lips Your father the orphan Your kindness makes us whole And you shoulder our weakness And your strength becomes our own Now you're making me like you Clothing me in white Bringing beauty from ashes yeah grace when the heart is under fire. Another way when the walls are closing in. And when I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning, I know I will never be. I ever need reminding of how I've been set free. There is a cross that bears the burden where another died for me. There is another in the fire. beneath the waters I'm no longer a slave To my sin anymore And should I fall In the space between What remains of me And this reckoning Either way I won't bow To the things of this world And I know I will never be there is another in the fire, standing next to me. There is another in the waters, holding back the seas. Should I ever need reminding, what power set me free? There is a grave that holds nobody, and now that power lives in me. There is another in the fire. Oh, 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 oh. There is another in the fire. Oh. oh, 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 oh there is another in the fire. Oh. oh, oh, oh there is another in the fire. see the light in the darkness as the darkness bows to him. I can hear the roar in the heavens as the space between wears thin. I can feel the ground shake beneath us as the prison walls cave in. Nothing stands between us. Nothing stands between us. the seas. should I ever need reminding, how good you've been to me, I'll count the joy come every battle, cause I know that's where you'll be. Lord, we thank you so much for tonight. Um, thank you for just
3: giving us this place to come gather, Lord, just for the technology that we can still worship you and praise your name, God, and to dig deeper into your word. I pray for Corey as he comes up, God, that you would just speak through him, allow him to be a vessel for you, and just um, speak through him. And uh, I pray that all of us would be receptive of your word and what you have to um, say to us. I pray that it would just pierce our hearts and that we would live um with what we have to hear. In your name I pray. Amen.
5: Well, hello, 412 Ministry. I do miss y'all. Most of you. I'll let y'all fight who I miss. Who I don't miss. Y'all can fight over that Draw blood, things like that, you know. All right. So we are going to um, be finishing, well, I say finishing, um, starting chapter two. And we are going to try, try our hardest to get the first seven verses um, attacked. And um, I don't really know what the next couple of weeks hold. What we got. Three more meetings, including this one. Is that right, Amanda? Three more, including this one. So um, we'll see where we end up. Who knows? Lord knows, not us. Um, But anyways, we're going to do this. Um, This was another lesson um, for me personally that was very hard to go through, um, to type up to study. Very convicting for me. Um, So we're going to dive into it, and if you, I was telling Luke earlier, uh, this for me, it was like getting slapped in the face multiple times, and then like after getting slapped for the 15th time, you get an uppercut. That's how this was for me. Um, So I feel like I look like Rocky at the end of the fights that he would have just bloodied and destroyed. Um, I feel like that's like that's how I am right now. So maybe y'all will feel the same way, maybe not. But let's go to the Lord in prayer, um, and then let's get going. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Lord, I am... Um I've been wrestling with a lot of this section all week. And really a little bit longer than a week. Lord, you, you know me intimately so well. Um, and you know all the areas that I fell and I struggle. Lord, and I'm thankful for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I, I'm so thankful for that. Father, I um, come to you as a man who fails in a lot of what we're going to go over tonight, and once again, um, it's difficult for me to teach things that I'm—I fell at. But, Lord, I know that you give me the strength. Lord, I'm—I'm going to need that tonight. Not—not not that I don't any other night, Lord, but I just—it's just hard. Lord, but I know that your word is is truth, Father. And so I pray that what I say would um, it would rightly divide the truth, Father. That I would not speak anything that is in contradiction, Lord, with your word. Father, that I would just be 100% aligned with it, um, even in my struggles in some of these things. And so, Father, I pray that um, you would just control me, Lord. You would control my tongue, Father. And that I would, again, just say things that are biblical, that are truth, um, that are things of you, Lord. And anything short of that would just not leave my mouth. Father, um, I know that you are all-powerful, and you can do that. So I'm dependent on that to happen tonight, Father. Lord, I trust you, and I'm so thankful for your word. It's you your perfect and truly holy, holy Holy name that I pray. Amen. All right. So let's um, read verses 1 through 7. All right. Of James chapter 2. So James chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come into an assembly, into your assembly, a man with gold rings and fine apparel, And there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes. And you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place and say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Verse 5, listen, my beloved brethren. Has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you were called? So, tonight, we are going to be talking about favoritism and showing favoritism. All right, and again, it's James chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. That's where we're really going to focus in tonight, all right? So, what are some ways that we show favoritism? I'm going to give you all a couple seconds to just think among yourselves. If you're bold enough, you can shout that out on Facebook or text it. If you want everyone to know how you sin, join the club. There were a couple things that kind of came through my mind as I was thinking through how um, people, not anyone in specific, just people show favoritism. And one of them was racism. Um, that is a way that we can show favoritism. We can look down on others based on their attire. All right? we can show favoritism um, towards the wealthy. Okay, we tend to, at times, kind of shun the poor and look at the wealthy, all right? Um, For those of us, so mainly y'all, who are in school, um, you see it in the workforce some, but you really see it in school. It's the popular versus the unpopular. There's that favoritism aspect there. The, The popular kids everyone likes, the unpopular kids, maybe not very many people like them. And then friend groups. I think this is one that kind of hit me this week. I've, I've never really thought about it, but friend groups, you can look down on those who are not in your group, your clique, okay? And so kind of one of the things I wanted to look at was, here is an old work boot of mine, and, you know, still toe, pretty cool. I've had to replace the lace. Um, they weren't originally white. And these are actually originally white, But now they're kind of an off color of white because, you know, dirt. And uh, if you look at inside, you can't really see it, but it's worn inside. The uh, bottom of the shoe's pretty worn. A lot of areas that used to have more tread don't really have tread now. And I've got the lovely side here that's coming apart. I don't know if y'all can zoom in and see that. But this, uh, this area right here should come all the way down, and it does not. So I don't know why. But my mindset kind of went to some shoes. I had some shoes that were really bad, um, <clears throat> that I could actually stick my finger through, like the holes. And there was multiple holes in the shoe. But I don't know why. Megan threw them away recently. So thanks for ruining my object illustration, babe. Love you. Um, so I had to deal with these shoes. So this is what we're going to get tonight. But uh, you know, I kind of was looking at that, and I guess as I was thinking through just some of my shoes, how. You know, there have been times in my life growing up, especially going to Hewitt, You know, I went to Hewitt Trustful, and a lot of kids at Hewitt, um, their parents are pretty wealthy. And, you know, I I never went without. My mom and dad always took care of us, but we were never, you know, we didn't have a lot of money left over at the end of the month. Um, I'm sure there were many times that I was not aware of that we didn't have any money left over at the end of the month. And, you know, when it comes to clothes and shoes, I'm not one to go buy new stuff just for the sake of buying new stuff. I tend to wait till I have holes in them before I go buy new shoes. Um, And so I'm sure that there were plenty of times that I might have been looked down upon because I had holes in my shoes. Um, You know, I I just, it it hit me kind of how many times maybe I have looked at someone in my, in my world, whether it was when I was going to school um, maybe in the workplace i know um, just like future talk for for y'all in school you know i'm a lot of my job is sales and you know as you if you get into the sales world what you will hear is don't prejudge do not prejudge and that's where you know for me heating and air if i go to someone's house and maybe let's say it's run down or Whatnot. it's easy to go, well, that person can't afford a system, so this is a waste of my time, and that's prejudging. There are times where I do that. I look at somebody's status, and I go, mm, this doesn't bode well for me. I don't really want to be here. I'm going to move on to the next one, and we're going to see that that's not really good, all right? So think about that for yourself, How many times have you maybe looked at someone who has a hole in their shoe, or maybe it's their dress isn't the way that you would think it would be or should be? Um, How many times have you shown favoritism in your life? All right, James chapter 2, verses 1. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. All right, and this word for partiality, it means a respecting of persons, It's partiality, it's favoritism, okay, favoritism. It is not biblical to look down on someone or up to someone based on personal preference, okay? Do do y'all see that here? My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality, with favoritism, with a respecting of persons, all right? And part of the reason that James is kind of comparing Jesus here to what's going on is... Jesus Christ did not cease his ministry or look down on people based on their circumstances. Jesus ministered to the Samaritans and consistently rebuked the Pharisees and kind of pull yourself back and get into Bible times here. The Samaritans were a people that were heavily looked down upon. okay These were not your popular people okay if you're if you're dealing with um, today 's social class structure in a, in a high school. You know, you've got your, your popular kids, or typically your, your athletes, um, or maybe it's even the, the kids who do really well in school, and maybe the unpopular kids is kind of everyone else. Well, the Samaritans would be the everyone else, okay? They're going to be the people who no one really wants to hang out with, no one really wants to see, no one really wants to talk to. That's the Samaritans. And the Pharisees, on the flip side, are the people that everyone wants to talk to. They're the people that everyone wants to sit down and eat, eat food with and hang out with and, and just have a friend, be, be a friend with. And here you see Jesus where he comes into this, this fold and he, he consistently reaches out to those that the world has cast out and he rebukes the Pharisees. All right, James 2, 2 through 4. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes, and say to him, You sit here in a good place, and say to the poor man, You stand here or sit here at my footstool, have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? All right, someone's status should not lead us to judgment right? So often it does. So often someone's status leads us to judgment, but it should not. It absolutely should not. All right, showing partiality like this puts you in the judge's seat. All right, do you see that here? This is in verse 4. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? So this is pretty serious. It's pretty significant here. How dare we do this? I mean, how dare we do this? To show partiality is to elevate ourselves over someone else and to put us in the seat that Christ alone has as judge. How dare we do something of this nature? We aren't just judges, though. (laughs) What does Scripture say? James doesn't stop with and become judges. It's and become judges with evil thoughts. So this is a step further, and not only are we elevating ourselves to a seat that only Christ can sit in as judge, but we're doing so with evil thoughts. All right, James is not holding back here. James is not holding back. Bottom line, this is sin. All right, there's no way around it. This is sin. It is serious. James 2, 5 through 7. Listen, my beloved brethren. Has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? All right, I love, love, love the transition here. You've got James who's who's going have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? I mean, it's, it's slap in the face here. It, it, it was for me. I mean, it was like the knockout punch. And then the very next statement is listen, my beloved brethren. I mean, James is coming alongside these, these um, dispersed believers. Remember that's, that's what the book is is written to the dispersed believers and he's coming alongside of them and he is slapping them. I mean, he is absolutely ripping them apart but he is doing so in love. I mean, it's right here, my beloved brethren. All right, reminding them of truth. Who chose the poor to be rich? Who chose the poor to be rich? God did. Y'all see that? Has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? And I think it's important for us to recognize this. Okay. Because our richness is not in money, but in our eternal inheritance. It's in our salvation. All right? So no matter your status here on earth, whether you're, you are from a rich background, maybe from a middle-class background like I was, or maybe from a lower-class background, that doesn't define your eternal destination. All right? And that that should give us so much just... Praise and worship for God. Our richness is not in money, but it's in, e- it's in our eternal inheritance. As believers, we are e- we're going to have an inheritance here. It's in our salvation. All right? Heir here is one who receives his allotted possession by right of sonship. All right? So when we see this word heir here in verse 5, and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him, we have this allotted possession by right of sonship. So, bottom line, judging a brother or sister in Christ is to dishonor one who is an heir of the kingdom of God because they are a son or daughter of the Most High. All right, that's why I think it's important for us to see here that God chose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and to be heirs of the kingdom which He promised to those who love Him. And then you see in verse 6 but you have dishonored the poor man. To judge a brother or sister is to dishonor one who has a right of sonship to the most high. I mean when we really start boiling this down for what James is saying here, this is pretty egregious. I mean this is this is pretty awful. I mean to judge someone is it's heinous. It's a heinous. It's a heinous crime. and. And I don't know that we really view it that way, that it's this awful thing. But, I mean, when I'm reading this here in chapter 2 of the book of James, I can't get around that if I'm to judge my, my brother Luke, who is an heir of the kingdom because he has a right of sonship, to judge him is to dishonor him. And I'm not dishonoring Luke. I'm dishonoring Luke, who is an heir of to the kingdom. You can't separate those two. If Luke is saved, he's an heir to the throne. That's big. I mean, that's big time. So, for me to look down on that person, to look down on Luke and to dishonor him is big time. And, and guys, I'm, I just... We, we've got... We've just got to not do it. I mean, that's, I don't know how else to say it. I do this. I'm telling you, as, as someone who looks down on people, who props myself up in my pride. I'm telling you that it is sin, and the more that I study this section, the more I realize it's not just a sin that we can kind of slide under the rug. It's a big sin. Not that God sees sins differently, but this is a big deal. Okay? It is a big, big deal. All right? And you see here that in the latter, kind of the second half of verse 6, "...do not the rich oppress you and, and drag you into the courts." Uh, in this time frame, and in, in not just this time frame, but also in today's society, uh, there was some oppression in the times of James from the wealthy to those who weren't, okay? So, the wealthy oppressed those who weren't wealthy. Um, remember, the love of money is the root of all evil, okay? It's, it's important for us to remember what Timothy wrote to us in the New Testament, the love of money is the root of all evil, okay? So, quite often... I hope that, I mean, I hope that y'all see it's happening today, but I mean, James sit here, he sits here and writes this, he pens this. I mean, is it not the rich who oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do Do they not oppress you here? Do they not cause you grief, and yet you want to prop them up and look down on the poor man? All right, one through seven summary. Bottom line, don't show favoritism. Treat all as God's creation. When you can find me another human who's not part of God's creation, I guess we can talk about showing favoritism. But until then, you better not show favoritism. At the end of the day, all of us are created by God. We are all part of His creation. Don't judge because it's a sin. I I I don't know how to make it more clear than that, but to judge is to sin. Remember, God has chosen his people, so don't judge them. To judge a child of God is to judge an heir to the kingdom. To judge a child of God is to judge an heir to the kingdom. To judge someone, to judge someone is to show partiality. It is also dishonoring to the person you're judging. Okay? To judge someone is to show partiality. It is also dishonoring to that person. Alright, we should be ambassadors for Christ as believers. He did not judge those while here on earth. He ate and was around those that the world had thrown out. Alright, he ate and was around those that the world had thrown out. And I kind of, I think the word ate was the fill in the blank. Am I right on that? So I kind of, I did that on purpose. Um, You know, breaking bread in that time period was um, significant, okay? Um, To eat with someone was significant. Um, You were having fellowship with that person. And so we see that Christ did that time and time and time again. Um, He consistently picked those that the world threw out, and he broke bread with them. He fellowshiped with them, okay? And I think on y'all's handout, I had a little caution. Okay, I think often... We, as especially, I think young believers, um, will kind of look at some of the passages that Christ um, ate with the tax collectors. He ate with the heathens, if you will. Um, and they use that to, I guess, make themselves feel better about maybe their friend choice. Maybe they're in a group of people they really shouldn't be with, and they're going, well, you know. Christ hung out with the sinners. I could hang out with the sinners. And where there is truth, Christ hung out with sinners, um, I would throw some caution to you, okay? I I, I don't see a lot of scripture that shows that Christ hung out with the Pharisees. Okay, so where he, yes, he hung out with people that maybe the world looked down upon, the Pharisees had a, a hidden agenda the whole time. And so my caution to you would be, Hanging out with someone who's truly hurting is different than hanging out with someone who may be hurting but also has an agenda, okay? So, bottom line, what I want to communicate to you is be very careful in who you surround yourself with, okay? Um, Don't don't use Scripture to validate or try to validate what you're doing, especially if it's wrong, okay? Um, And I hope that makes sense. I hope that you can kind of see that that's a hard balance to maintain in your life. Um, I don't have all the answers on that, but I do know that as a born-again believer, if you follow the Holy Spirit's leading in your life, you'll be okay, okay? And so if the Holy Spirit leads you to a person that maybe you would not typically hang out with, follow the Holy Spirit's leading. Even Even if you wind up getting hurt somehow, you follow the Holy Spirit, and you can't go wrong in that, you're being obedient to the Lord, and so I would encourage you to be very selective in your friend groups um, but don't show favoritism okay and don't don't use don't use Christ as a way to hang out with the people you know you should not hang out with because Christ hung out with people that the world said he shouldn't hang out with um, that's that's a straw that's a straw argument there that's a very low argument so um, I had a video I wanted us to watch in closing and uh, and then we'll we'll pray and get into some praise and worship can y'all play that video?
0: can't buy clothes for me because I'm growing too fast. This is like the second shoes I have on right now. Basically, that's all.
1: When I saw people laugh at him and bully him, I felt like I needed to do something.
0: I got some shoes, some brand new shoes I can give them, and I got a couple of items I can give them, too.
1: And I was like, yeah, I think this is going to make him smile. I told him, I said, you know, when we was in the same third period, he was like, yeah. I said, I apologize for laughing at you, and I want to give something to you to make it up.
0: Awesome. The best day of my entire life was baseball. I was very happy. I was shocked completely. Like,
1: you know, you two are the only two that actually ever give me a gift. Y'all
0: guys are the best guys of my entire life.
5: So, I was looking at s- several videos. Um, I really like that one. But I think that that one kind of really shows us what not showing favoritism looks like. Um, It would have been easy for those guys, and one of them apparently did bully him a little bit. It sounded like that's kind of what he said. Um, It would have been really easy to go in with a crowd and just to ignore it um, or maybe to participate in the bullying. And, you know, those two guys, they made a stand. Um, They said, no, not going to happen. And not only did they make that stand, but then they came to the aid of this person. Um, Guys, that's... That's what God desires. So my encouragement to us, as I know right now we're not in school, but as school starts back, if y'all are seeing somebody getting bullied, stand up. Do the right thing and stand up. But not only that, come alongside that person in love and do what you can to help that person out. In that situation, it was some clothes and some shoes. I mean, you're, you're not talking much, but it obviously made an impact on that young man. Um, I mean, he's sitting there saying those are the best two guys he's ever met, and that's, that's big time. That changed his life. And so my encouragement is that we wouldn't be like the people here that James is talking about where they're propping up the rich and they're kind of telling the poor, you sit in the back or you can sit here at my feet, but get up and give the poor your seat. Let them have the good spot. Okay? Because that's what James is saying. That's what he's saying here. Not to show favoritism. That's sinful. To judge is to be in sin. So when you see something like that happening, follow the Lord's leading. But I guarantee you, the Lord would not lead you to show favoritism or to judge. It's the exact opposite. All right? It's difficult to do it. Um, my My goodness, you will be, you'll be a beacon of light for sure when you make that stand. But that's what the Lord would want. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I know that there have been many opportunities in my life for me to make a stand. And Lord, I know that there have been many opportunities that I have walked away from and felt. Lord, I'm thankful for your grace and I'm thankful for your mercy. Lord, but I pray that Um, over the rest of my life that you would help me to be to be intentional Father that as those opportunities come to make a stand and to declare the gospel to those around me in action Father that I would Lord that I wouldn't allow this world to dictate what I'm going to do Lord but that I would surrender to your will and I would just be submissive to your spirit Father I see a video like that and it's awesome. I mean it does. It warms my soul, Lord, to see people caring about other people. But Father, that is what you desire. Lord, especially about your people. Father, help me to care about your your church. Lord, I have a, a heart for your church. Lord, I pray that we as a four twelve ministry would have a heart for your church. Lord, that we would seek out ways to love on those around us and to not show favoritism in that love. Lord, to not love just the lovable, but to love those who were difficult to love. Father, I pray that you would give us strength in that. Lord, that we would encourage one another to do that. Lord, now it's a great time. There's so many people that have, are reaching out to one another in this local church body. Father, that are loving on one another, and I pray that it would it would multiply. Father, and I pray that 412 ministry would have something to do with that, a big part to do with that. Lord, our our ministry is based off of people us not letting people despise us simply because of our age. Father, I pray that we would be bold, that we would make a stand, but most importantly that we would serve you, that we would follow you, that we would surrender to you. Lord, I pray that this next song that we sing, Lord, it would be a, um, we would be singing with our heart, Lord, it would be a worshipful, worshipful attitude. Lord, I love you and I trust you. It's in your holy, holy, holy name that I pray. Amen.
4: The cross I cannot comprehend. The agonies of Calvary. You, the perfect, holy One, crushed Your Son, who drank the bitter cup reserved for me. Your blood.
3: just thank you so much for that message um it was it's one of those hard messages to hear but god it's something that we need to hear it's something that we need a daily reminder of because we are all sinners and we're all going to fall short um but god i pray that lord that we would just strive to be more christ-like that we would strive to live for you to honor you and glorify you in every single thing that we do um, and who we hang out with, and who we love on, and who we um, come alongside with, and encourage. God, I pray that you would just give us that spirit of encouragement, and um, the attribute of love that you hold. God, I pray that um, you would just bless us with that, so that we can go alongside, and love others, and be a light for you. In your name I pray. Amen.
1: Well, I enjoyed that, Corey. Um, I enjoyed the message, and I enjoyed the video. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I was sitting there, all I could think about was, I'm glad I don't make fun of people. I never ridicule people, so I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I do that sometimes. So what I'd like to do now is, everything I said at the beginning, I just want to say, forget that. except the part about Arkansas football, because that part's true. Uh, and, and if we can't make fun of people, we've always, we can always make fun of Arkansas football. That's the, that's the glory of it. So let's do a few announcements before we get out of here tonight, okay guys? So announcement number one, let me have to push that for me because I'm doing it wrong. Oh, it's turning now. Corey mess with me. Corey mess with me. Good job. Wednesday night meetings, as we mentioned, just remember, we're going to continue meeting here online, streaming the video Wednesday nights through the rest of, the, of May, okay? So we hope you continue to join us. We've only got two weeks left, guys. Time's flying. Uh, and we hope to get back together with you one of these days in the near future, but for now... Wednesday nights right here, okay? Ladies Bible study, May 14th, Thursday. That's tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Join them. They're doing Hebrews, okay? So if you don't have that information, reach out to Megan or Amanda, and they'll help you out, okay? They look forward to that. They're having a good time. They would love for you to join them, okay? So that's it. We hope you have a blessed week and a good time. Love you.